0: And it's a beautiful day in Melbourne, Australia today and I know that people over the other side of the world in the Northern Hemisphere, a lot of the listeners are from US and UK and you guys are getting really probably very cold weather now and uh, we're just starting to get some warm weather so it's really quite exciting. So today is a Narcissistic Central Show and this show is about learning about narcissism isn't the answer. This is a really, really important show and on this show today, I want to take you on a deeper journey so that you can understand something very, very important and this is all in relation to trying to heal and move forward from narcissistic abuse. So in order to illustrate these deeper truths with you today, I would like to share a story. Now let's call this lady Mary and we're going to have a look at Mary's story. Mary had been in a relationship with a narcissist and like so many people, she was severely abused. After being devalued and discarded after her relationship, she was able to retain no contact and start pulling away and trying to get well. And Mary really knew that she had to stay away and she had to rebuild her life in order to have any chance of creating a Happy and peaceful narcissistic free life. Now, within this time, Mary became very interested in understanding all there was to know about how narcissists tick, and a lot of us have done this because, as we know, narcissism is a phenomenon and it's actually quite fascinating because there's a lot of aspects to it. So Mary spent hours researching <clears throat> excuse me, researching narcissism. And she spent a lot of time on narcissistic abuse forums learning about gaslighting, the narcissistic modes of manipulation, lack of accountability, how the narcissist really thinks and the reasons why the narcissist idolized her and then devalued and discarded her and why he had moved on to another source of narcissistic supply. Mary took her information journey further. And she moved forward into learning all that she could about the warning signs of narcissists and how to identify a narcissist in the future. So on the surface, it would seem like Mary has done the research and that she had a powerful and solid base to never experience narcissistic abuse again. But did she? Mary was intelligent, capable and attractive. She had a lot to offer and she had always experienced men granting her attention. And after feeling confident that she knew all she could and did about narcissists, Mary started accepting dates, confident that she would know what to look out for in the future. Now in amongst these dates, There was one particular man that she was attracted to. He seemed like a really lovely guy. He had good credentials. He was successful in what he did. And he was very attentive, loving and respecting towards her. Now within a matter of weeks, Mary had started a relationship with him and she was amazed how she could again feel in love. She felt very happy. Two months into the relationship, she arrived at her partner's house and we'll call him David and his energy seemed off that night. She asked him what was wrong and he stated nothing, but she could definitely feel that there was something up. His strange mood continued. Later in the evening, David asked her something cryptic. And what he asked is, why is it that when you are with your children and me, it is like I don't exist? This felt really weird to Mary and actually incredibly non-factual because she knew that when she had been doing things with David and her children, that absolutely David did exist. So she stated this. And she also justified her attention to her children. She's their mother. They may have needed things. She was having a conversation with them. She was including them in what they were doing. From that night onwards, Mary found herself regularly justifying her actions in regard to the accusations he made about her time with friends, family or her interests. Then David's accusations within a short amount of time started escalating into him perceiving that she was granting attention to other men. Things like they would be driving along and he would say to her, why were you looking at that guy out the window? Why were you looking at the guy in the supermarket? Who is that man that rung up? Twelve months into the relationship with David, Mary had lost her resources, her self-esteem. She had, again, the symptoms of complicated traumatic stress disorder. She was agoraphobic. She was broken. And she was, again, at rock bottom. She painfully extracted herself from the relationship. And she realized that, again, she had been in a relationship with a narcissist. So what went wrong? Mary at this point had not realized that it is not her mind that dictates or even creates her destiny. She had not understood that her life was playing out in accordance to something much deeper and more powerful than her mind. Mary, at this point, was yet to understand. It was her unhealed inner self, her inner identity, which was running her life. When Mary first contacted me, she explained, How could this happen to me? I knew all the warning signs. I'd been researching for months. I explained this to Mary. Mary. I said, Mary, your mind has flaws. All of our minds do. Our minds can be full of stories, excuses, justifications and rationalizations that take us away from our truth and not towards it regardless of what we think we know. Then I asked her, when David started making accusations regarding your time spent with children or other people or other men, What did you think about this? She said to me, I believed it would stop. I believed it would get better. I believed if I could just help him feel secure, so many other things about our relationship were so good that it would be okay. I replied to Mary, but it wasn't improving. It got worse. She said, I know. But I didn't want to let go until there was no choice other than to have to get out. I continued. Mary, you knew from your previous research and understanding about narcissists that what he was doing was a dire warning sign. She said, Yes, I did. My last narcissist was also possessive, insecure, controlling, and paranoid. It was the same stuff. I should have known better. I replied to Mary, you thought better, but you didn't know better. Mary asked me, what do you mean by that? I explained to Mary, when we think we know what to look out for, that is not the answer. All of us have unhealed parts. We have have inner identity associations to love and relationships. That are already formed belief systems on these topics. Whatever these belief systems are is exactly what we continually seek out in regard to love and relationships. Think of it like this. It's like getting into a car that is pre-programmed to arrive at a destination. It is already locked into where it is going it will make all the choices to arrive at the destination of the inner identity program. So if we have the inner identity programs of love and relationships equals abuse or love and relationships have hurt me and I'm still feeling the pain of abuse or my parents and or love partners abuse me and I'm still carrying the pain of the abuse or i suffered abuse through love and relationships and I fear the pain of abuse happening again and of course many, many more inner programs relating to love equals pain, then our tracking device is heading straight for abuse again. It's a done deal. Your mind is not the tool which can disable the already existing inner programs and take control of the wheel and start steering, and your mind does not have the code to reprogram the existing inner programs. In fact, and this is so important to understand your mind is already <clears throat> your mind is already set on working with the existing program. Your mind is actually controlled by the programme. Your mind has no choice but to follow your belief systems. So this is why we look back and we shake our head and we state, I should have known better. We thought better and we believed that would safeguard us, but we did not know better. We've been trying to address the pain and the patterns in our life from a logical level rather than working on the painful abuse programs that are running our life at the inner identity level. We didn't know that our logic was always going to default back to being in alignment with the already existing inner identity programs. Our mind is always going to find a way to follow those inner identity programs by coming up with excuses rationalizations and justifications, we're going to come up with all of the reasons to keep playing out and aligning with the existing program. Our mind is an expert at doing this. So up to this point, Mary had been looking at her life from a surface level, which is, I was narcissistically abused and if I know how to avoid a narcissist in the future, I will not repeat the same mistakes again and I'll be safe. She had not gone deeper. She had not done the work to heal deep within herself to create a different inner identity program. So, from operating at the surface level of I will learn all I can in order to avoid narcissists. Without addressing the inner identity programs of abuse, there are only four outcomes anyone can really achieve. So the first one is, is holding onto the fear of being abused again because the emotions are still connected to the inner identity programs and the fear still exists which means staying single for extended periods of time, which means that no eligible people are just turning up or showing up in your life, and or believing my bar is too high to allow anyone in. So the second possibility is the attraction of an abusive person who is quickly dismissed as per warning signs without connecting to a love relationship with this person and still feeling unfulfilled, disappointed, and unsafe as a result of continuing to attract abusive people, which, of course, will only supplement the inner belief, love equals pain. Love partners are painful people. They're abusive people. Or the third possibility is the attraction and the connecting to of an abusive person and then making stories, justifications, and excuses that allow abuse to continue following by having to eventually break away or being devalued and discarded and then be back at square one again with all of the symptoms of abuse. Or the fourth possibility is the attraction and possible connection to a non-abusive person... Who will be dismissed as I'm not attracted to this person, they're not for me, or the relationship will be sabotaged by projecting the fear of abuse onto this person. So Mary's inner identity Mary's sorry inner identity tracking device, as we know, led her to option three. It led her into another match for her inner identity program of love equals pain, and then her mind created all of the justifications, excuses, and reasons to keep her in that relationship despite all of her logical knowledge about warning signs. I work with many people who fit all of these categories regularly. In fact, I see it as a common manifestation of what happens when we seek information about narcissism and narcissists and we don't do the inner work. So the truth is, if we don't have happy and fulfilling love relationships in our life, there are unhealed parts within our inner identity that require attention, especially if we have suffered pain and abuse. Now fortunately, Mary, by the time her and I connected and she found me, she had enough of the pain. She wanted desperately to find a way out of this pain and the love patterns that weren't serving her. At 43 years of age, Mary didn't want to ever have to go through a narcissistic relationship again she realized the damage that it was not just doing to herself, her parents, her family, her siblings, but to her two children significantly as well. So through working on her inner identity with the Corner Freedom Healing Modules in the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program and with my guidance, Mary discovered, relieved and healed several things. The first was, Her mother had always been in relationships with men who were demanding and her mother had foregone her own interests to be available to men's demands constantly. The next thing was, in order for Mary to feel loved by her father, she had tried to win approval by granting him attention and trying to be worthy in his eyes. Mary had also believed through her programming and her mum and her relationships that intense attention and even control were displays of love from men. Even though she found that emotionally controlled jealousies and insecurities felt unbearable and painful. Mary also had grave fears of not being good enough and believed that if she focused more and was on herself and was able to be herself rather than focusing on others and giving them what they wanted, that she would actually be abandoned. She'd be deemed unlovable because she had believed through her inner identity programming that she needed to earn love in order to be loved. And these are only some of the inner identity programs. Really, they're just scratching the surface that Mary was running inside her inner identity against all logic. Inner identity belief systems aren't logical. They're not what we want. they are what been created through our experiences and our programming. And these programs that Mary was running they could only deliver her into the arms of a man who would play out these painful beliefs with her again. That was a done deal. That was always going to happen. And additionally, Mary was still carrying the pain, not just from the previous narcissistic relationship, but also from her husband, her father, and her stepfather. So as far as Mary's inner identity programs were concerned, Love equaled uncomfortable feelings, not getting her needs met, feeling persecuted, feeling controlled, and abuse and pain. Now, fortunately, Mary got it. The penny dropped. She realized that the answers and the true solutions were not about learning all she could about narcissists. It was about healing these unhealed parts that were actually causing and attracting her into more of that abuse and that pain in her life. So I want to talk to you a little bit about the 90-10 rule. The 90-10 rule is imperative. If you want to get well, if you want to heal from narcissistic abuse, and if you want a life of abuse and painful relationships to end. And if you want to change your inner identity, target destinations from painful love to healthy love. I can't stress the 90-10 rule enough. And what it is, is do all that you can to take your focus of learning all there is about narcissists in order to get firmly onto you're in a healing journey of self. It is very, very true that narcissists exist in the world, as do wonderful people. So the surface level question that we've always been asking is who are they? Who are the narcissists? But we really need to understand the real question is not who are they? The real question is who are you? And what this means is not the logical solution, which is I am the person who knows how to avoid and how not to get taken by a narcissist again. That's not your answer. Your answer needs to be, I am the person who does not have an inner identity which matches narcissism or abuse anymore. That is your true and only real solution. So the 90-10 rule is this. 90% of your energy needs to be committed and focusing on healing your unhealed parts and working on yourself. And 10%, which will and should and needs to get less and less and truly non-existent, is about researching narcissists because where your energy is focused is where your life is going to go. And the more and more time that you're focused on learning all there is true about narcissists is wasting the precious time of what you really need to do, which is work on and heal your unhealed parts in order to change your life. So right from the start of your recovery journey, ask yourself, Am I going to make it all about narcissists and try to achieve my results logically or am I going to make it all about me and achieve my results for real? I promise you this, as soon as I read a blog post, Facebook thread or email which is all about many details about the narcissist, I know that this person's inner identity is still locked onto abuse, the pain is still continuing, and their inner unhealed programs are not being addressed. And these are the same people who I see weeks, months, and even years later still struggling and have not broken free into the incredible lives that they deserve. And these are the people who email me like Mary did with why did this happen to me again? I knew all the warning signs. I'd learnt all there was to learn. I'd done my research. So the people who I see make the second choice, which is I'm going to make it all about me. I'm going to work on my inner identity and I'm going to create my results for real. Those people I see them create the exact opposite. And very soon, within weeks or months, are happier, more confident and fulfilled than they ever were even before being narcissistically abused. And it's these people who are getting to such a level of indifference with the narcissist and they are literally leaving the narcissist and the muck and the junk behind in the dust and they're getting onto creating their real life. And the reason is because they have finally put their attention and effort into healing what their inner identity always needed rather than just believing that their mind could create the answer and the change. They've understood that to change your life, you need to change yourself. So I really hope that this radio show has made this more clear for you and allowed you to understand why despite everything that you think you know, that your mind will still trick you into aligning and becoming a match for what your inner identity programs are locked onto. There's no way out of that because it's those inner programs that are manifesting your entire life. So I really hope you understand the difference and you can make the second choice to make it all about yourself. And most definitely, the most effective tool I know of how to do that is the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program. And when you have a look at that, you can read the testimonies of the difference and how quickly and powerfully it makes in people's lives in order to recover from narcissistic abuse. So that's it for me. I hope you enjoyed the show. And lots of love, everybody, and I'll be back on next week. Bye-bye.